Well, 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 we are back. The wonderful, the amazing, calculated conversation radio show. I'm your host, David. I'm Ken Jones. Ken Jones, we are here. Uh, we are alive. We are blessed, happy, yes, and living. Yes. And uh, having these conversations still, and they don't stop. And we got some sunshine for a couple of days. So that felt refreshing. Right, right. And we got an amazing guest that you've heard everything about. I wouldn't say guest, but she's listening in. But <laughs> you guys have heard a lot about her. Um, Ken's daughter, Karma, the one and only Karma's in the building. Yes. Right here, popping it in she, town. She ain't here face fully in the phone. Right. Unbothered. <laughs> her social media. <laughs> How you been, bro? Uh, good man, good. You know, just coming off a fresh weekend. Um, everything is uh, is kosher. Uh, everything is consistent. Um, blessings still rolling in. You know, hey, hey, they don't stop, man. Yeah. Um. Yeah, yeah. You know, like I was saying, um, I definitely had a chance to uh, the Northwest Black Comedy uh, Festival is in town um, this this weekend from Thursday to Sunday. And so um, I had a chance to check that out last Friday and um, and go uh, and go listen. Okay. Um, you know, so it's, the crazy thing was I didn't really know what I was in for. Um, definitely not trying to be rude, but I think it was. Uh, I think the first Friday show I went to. I don't know. I think it was a like a like um, it was just a lot of transsexuals. Okay. On stage. Okay. Um, a couple of transsexuals, um, and then. Uh, then I think a couple of gay, just strictly gay people, okay. you know, men and women, you okay. know, and so I, I don't know if they were making the point or, you know, what the deal was with that, but, uh, every single comedian was part of that community, okay. you know, um, and so I was like, oh, they, they was actually, you know, and it was some funny stuff going on up there, yeah. you know, like someone was pretty good, man, yeah. you know, and so, uh. I think that definitely can, you know, I definitely opened up my mind. I mean, I was like, oh, wait, I didn't know what kind of show I was coming into. Right. Um, and But, you know, it was cool, man. Uh, you know, they they was funny. Um, a couple of them were really funny, uh, <laughs> you know, and, and they had some skills, you know, and so. So was so with this with this 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 comedy week is it just a sequence of shows each night? How how is it how's it? Yeah, they got different agendas each night. Okay. Um, these these comedians come from around the country. Um, oh. they're all black, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, so it's, it's not just a local center. No, oh. no, there, no, there were comedians from Chicago oh, up there, um, okay. California. Uh, yeah, it was okay. And so I had never seen any of these comedians before, you know. Yeah. And so I just thought it was. I went last year. I went a couple years, but I just I never seen them do like, um, like a full. I think it was like a what is it? LG LGBT. <laughs> Q LGBTQ yeah and and it's not disrespect trying to get the letters but yeah the it, community yeah. yeah it was uh you know I think it was strictly a show for that that space of you know people yeah. you know and uh and it was it was crazy man yeah. it was yeah, at first I was like what is going on and then I had to I dove in and I listened and stuff and 
you know, in the end, I just started laughing like everybody else. Righteous. You know what I mean? Like, uh, you know, they definitely, you know, had got their own comedy space as well. Yeah, yeah. And that was, it, was, it was pretty funny. That's dope. That's dope. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, you know, but I don't think every night's like that. I just yeah. think I happened to pick that night. Yeah. That's the only night I was actually free. Um, was it, is, was, well, I know it's, I don't think it's a part of it, but Sam's roast thing, was that, wasn't, what was that, Wednesday or Thursday? Yeah, Sam's Roast, I want to say, was on Thursday night. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I went, oh yeah, I went there too. That was yeah. fun. That was, yeah. that was the best roast I've ever been to. Yeah. I mean, they killed it. Mighty, <laughs> Mighty killed it. Brian killed it. Like, uh, Lance killed yeah. it. Lance be going. Sam killed it. Lance was one of the first comedians <laughs> when I, when I moved to Portland. I remember him being at um, one of the Bad Girl Wednesdays back when Dre Cut was doing yeah, them, right? <clears throat> and he did a setup there. And I remember being genuinely laughing. Not that laugh. Like, sometimes you laugh just because the crowd laughing. Like, it's more yeah, just yeah, contagious. Yeah. But was up there really rolling. And that was the first comedian. I was, I was like, showing up. When his name popped up on something, I was showing up. Yeah. And that was one of the people that kind of was the foundation and then start coming across more comics in the area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I love Yeah, Lance is, uh, you know, he... He good at it, you yeah. know. He's created. He's built to do that, you know. Yeah. He got the whole energy down, uh -huh. um, the whole posture of a comedian, the yeah. comfort, the comfortability of a comedian. Um, you know, the the getting, you know, I don't know the setup of a joke and the getting to it. Like right. I don't think everybody knows how to right. do it like that. He sounds like you know a professional that could easily be, you know, be global. Yeah, yeah, you know, I agree. Um, but you know, Sam ain't no joke either. He he, yeah. just, he just off the rip, off the top of the head. I mean, hilarious, fast, fast with it, hilarious, bro. <laughs> and he's good. It's dope because he's mm. he's he's good in the space in front of people, but also conversationally funny. Yeah. So yeah. that's where it's like it, it transitions to where it it, it can work yeah. in just a group setting or in an arena. Yeah, definitely, um, definitely a, a rare, you know, God-given talent. Yeah, everybody can't just come off the roof like that, <laughs> right. you know, and make it make sense as if it was written down. Right, right. Like, like if somebody was, you know, like great freestylers. Yeah, like, some people just born. They um, brain works, you know. And so anyway, that's 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 what I did on Friday. That was that was fun, you know. And you know, so I just you know the main thing is I spent a lot of time supporting just local events we talk about it all the time but you know i know it's important you know i know that we got to build community we got to keep it strong and you know people go through uh you know the time the energy you know maybe the stress maybe the setbacks of trying to put an event together uh, and sometimes you know people don't show up you know it, it can be a little bit heartbreaking you know uh, i know how that is and so um, you know, with the energy that I have and, you know, the little bit of pull that I do have in the town, I try to make sure that people know that I'm behind them when they're doing something positive like that, even if I'm tired. Hey, <laughs> where a lot of things come together in those moments for you, it seems. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'll be tired, man, but, I, but I'm there, you know. Hey. So. Um, well, right quick, too, for the listeners, I just want to give a, a, a quick heads up. Um, we covered a couple of different things kind of uh, going over. David and I's paths converging and understanding how similar we are in many ways, um, just the paths. Right. Um, I'm going to talk a little bit about a play I went and saw, Pipeline, and then uh, just some conversation around <laughs> misinformation that gets spread on social media outlets uh, from people's lack of looking into 
Yeah, actually we, researching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's be let's be real. Yeah. You're trying to paint a pretty picture. Yeah. Do your research. Right. Look around. Get information. You know. Right. Uh, but uh, right quick, drop two. Give them our socials so they can make sure to to catch catch up. Yes, yes. Make sure you guys follow us. Please share. Please. Um, uh, the main goal is just to you know just bring more awareness to ourselves and and the community around us so that we are more effective. Uh, in the interactions that we have on a daily basis. Um, yeah. That's all Calculated Conversation represents. Um, it represents unity, community, understanding, you know, working and operating in love, um, patience, compassion. Uh, and so that's that's our mission, just to spread more of this and hopefully to, you know, create a just somewhat of a tighter-knit society that people are working uh, together a little bit more and especially people who typically wouldn't have worked together but mm-hmm. through the ideas of calculated conversation has been able to find uh, similarities that they were able to build off on and, and grow with so please try to keep this movement going with us um, on the socials uh, on Facebook we are the calculated conversation radio show bam IG at calculated conversation bam Twitter at calculated talk bam bam um, the Gmail was calculated conversation at Gmail um, the website is www.calculatedconversation.com. Um, you can actually even find a lot of our um, oh you know, we we online too, so yeah. Just all your look, favorite streaming Google platforms. Yeah, Google us. We are there. Um, so that's what that's about. But um, in speaking of calculated conversation, uh, I was just thinking a lot, man. I really wanted to dive into um, and a, a great example of what I think uh, is the beauty of the idea of calculated conversation and how you bring things together, bring energies together, and then you create. Um, a, a better assembly um, of of energy, right. you know, with more power that's moving forcefully, you know, and wider, yeah, you know, because it just makes sense. I guess it's kind of like pieces of puzzle, like just coming together, you know yeah. what I'm saying? You don't really always know where they fit or what's supposed to fit, but, you know, just through the, you know, the genuine walk um, of your purpose in your life. I mean, typically pieces just kind of land right there and they mm-hmm. work out, you know. And so um, me and you, you know, I didn't get a chance to talk about it, but we was able to go to uh, Tacoma Boys and Girls Club. Um, that was last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked a little bit about that on the last show, for sure. Um, but, you know, we had a... You know, a long ride up there and a long ride back. Um, you know, we always talk. Yeah. You know, we had some powerful conversation. Um, and, you know, as, as we was chopping it up, man, uh, chopping it up means talking <laughs> and having conversation for those who don't know that terminology. <laughs> I'm not talking about no meat. But, <laughs> but, but uh, you know, uh, as we were talking, man, like I, I felt like, I learned more about you, man, than I think I had known, you know, and I feel yeah. like you probably with me, too. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, we definitely had time to talk and me and you got no problem with talking, which is kind of how we got here in the first place. But, you know, um, we different, you know, ages. Mm-hmm. Uh, we come from different cities, mm-hmm. uh, different neighborhoods, uh, you know, different parents, uh, different friends and stuff. You know, a lot of differences between you know, you only came to, you only been in, you know, Oregon, I want to say 11, 10 years, 10 years yeah, about? Yeah. About 10 years. So, 
you know, so that that's just completely different than somebody that grew up here, you know, where we all kind of got, you know, the same, you know, stimuli around us, I right. guess, you know. Uh, but having that conversation, man, I got a chance to, uh, you know, know more about you, right? right? And in knowing more about you, it's like I was learning more about me. Hey. Uh, and, and I think and I think the reason is because I'm me and yeah. you're you, you know, right. and people tell us all the time, like, man, you know, this is how people see you. You're this, you're that, you yeah. know, they think this about you. Like my best friends, they'll tell me this and yeah. I'm trying to register, but I'm me. So yeah. I can't see all that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, um, you know, seeing how similar um, me and you are where we are yeah. now and how similar our backgrounds are. um, <laughs> was like an amazing insight into I think what people see of me. Yeah. And so now through you I'm able to see more what people are talking about. Yes. Because yes. you know coming from these environments, these streets, um you know this this awkward and and uh toxic lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Uh and then making the transition, you know, to um you know motiv- being a motivator, um a host, uh you know, working in the confines of awareness, mm-hmm. you know, um, empathy and people and, and, and just the way we able to navigate and maneuver throughout these conversations with ease uh, is, is, is not as normal, I think, as we like it to be, which is probably why I don't understand when people are seeing something to me that I don't see. Yeah. But I'm able to see it in you, right. you know what I'm saying? And so right. um, I think the point is, you know, I think the idea what we promote here of calculated conversation, of being open minded, of being willing to have uh, those conversations mm-hmm. um, in the interest of seeing where you relate, where you can be similar at, what you can build off of. Yeah. I think that we are one of the clearest examples of that. Right. Um, because of the conversations that we um, I, don't, I ain't gonna say chose to have, but because it's like it was almost kind of just in the, it was just there, yeah. and we took advantage of it. But because we're willing, you know, to listen to, um, you know, I think just the vibes of conversation and of mm-hmm. the energy, and so we talked more and more as we saw mm-hmm. each other before we had the show, right? And we were because of that, we found out things about each other that were similar. Right. And right. so we kept talking. <laughs> right. And so I guess the point is, you know, without the this philosophy of calculated conversation, we wouldn't have needed to talk about anything and we wouldn't have been wanted wanting to talk about anything. Yeah. You just from San Diego, I'm just from Portland. And that's right. that's all I need to know. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You're not from here. I'm not from there. We got nothing to talk about. Right. You know, and I think that's where people normally um, you know, resonate to in the beginning of trying to uh, you know, maneuver through the world. Yeah. And this is how they sort of treat people based off of that. Yes. And I think if we start to um, acknowledge and incorporate more of these conversations, we can build more relationships and friendships like me and yours. Yes. And th- that is really, really um, built in transparency Yes, uh, of the, our own separate truths yes. and being willing to talk about yes. that. And then deciding to build something amazing together that's better than what we thought it was going to be. And, and imp- the impact of more people than we ever intended on impacting. You know, it, it's 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 interesting you pointing that out. Um, I, I, we've had conversations. I've had conversations with people before about how much I learn through the people I rock with, right? right? And that's <clears throat> male and female. Mm-hmm. You know, there's times I'm listening to women friends and they're discussing something about you know a frustration they're having with somebody, mm-hmm. and I'm like, yikes, that. Mm. <laughs> so that's how that makes you feel when. 
that happens, <clears throat> that thing that I've done right. before to somebody else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's reflection. Same thing in my guy friend. It's like hearing some of this and it's like, how do you not see? But then, as you said, it's that I see it. Everybody sees it. But you're living as you. Yeah. So you're not capturing it. Right, right. Right. It's just like people that are crazy, talented at, you know, certain things. And to them, they have no. Right. They're just doing what they're naturally doing. Right. You know, the idea of even talking. I, I talk to my, my son about this all the time. Like he's a talker. He's, you you know, some kids sit in a room and they're just quiet and sit mm-hmm. down. He's going to find somebody to talk to. Right. Full-blown conversation. Right. Great. And I highlight to him all the time that people pay a lot of money to learn the confidence to go have a conversation with somebody. Oh, yeah. So understand that you have something that isn't just a basic thing. It seems easy, right? right. The idea, go and talk. Right. When people say that, just go up and talk. <laughs> right. No, it's there's more to it. Right. <laughs> there's a little bit more to the science of talking. The, the fears of it. <laughs> yeah, right. And that's what holds a lot of people, right? Mm-hmm. But another piece in there is I think about um, the way in which we've always, in passing, had our conversations, you know, before we ever sat down and really started going back and forth. But it reminds me of um, just some of my interactions with people where, like, thinking of, you know, romantic interests. A lot of times I jump over the basic questions. Mm-hmm. Your favorite color? Do I care? Right in this moment? No, there's more pressing things to figure out mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Right, right? and learn about. Right. And so you kind of jump over some of those things and have these deeper, more rooted conversations. And I feel like that's similar to how we jumped in and about our worldviews, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. These bigger, grander ideas are what we kind of connected over right. and then almost started working backwards from that down into the details of us as people, as of us as individuals, right? right? And and gathering and then through this show, as we said, with the transparency, there's a lot that we've said on air that came out probably for the first time mm-hmm. of just being put out there as far as in a public setting, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But having this and, and kind of going through our own growth and development, having this and, and having this insight or the sidebars we have before, after, in between, you know, shows going back and forth and then being in a setting where we're riding for a couple hours in the vehicle. Right. And that opened up a whole nother path that had nothing to do with right. any of our normal, <laughs> you know, stuff yeah. that's related to any of this. We were just here. Right. And as you said, kind of be in that mirror in that moment. Mm-hmm. But it is interesting when as we've unpacked over the past couple of years, these pieces and parts. And I think neither one of us l- try to live in that old place. That's why a lot of the conversations don't come up as far as what was right, we're not living right. in this like man yeah. man back in the like it's it's, it's not a lot of that so right, right, right. and i feel like we kind of are aware of each other's development at this point yeah and so yeah. you know it's a lot of it is just about bigging up and then future stuff we talk a lot of future <laughs> we talk a lot of what's the next what's the next mm-hmm. how do we grow how do we get better right. we don't deal so much in the past and things that we can't <laughs> affect at right, all right there there's no change in that so Having that back and forth and kind of building that has been dope along the way because again, there's parts that I'm like, that's spot on. Right. That's that's right in there. Or right. I just would have never put that. I wouldn't have put that there. You've never. I guess you like myself don't use certain things as the calling card. Right. I say that often. This right. isn't the calling card, so this isn't the conversation I want to go into. That's right. You know what I mean? It, right. I don't need to give you my background stats, all that stuff off the rip because that feels like I'm just saying that to validate myself in some capacity. And it's like, nah. Because I don't feel valuable now. Right. Now I feel way more valuable. Look, I want to talk about now. Exacto mundo. Right. And so it's just interesting you bringing that up because I feel like a few conversations that I've been having here recently, um, trying 
trying to remind other people also to understand that the light that you are, you know, and to right. the people I'm talking to, that you're you're it's it's there. And even though you're so used to being that bright, yeah. it to you it's nothing. You're used to seeing it, but for people that are not used to viewing that, that's a bright light. Right. Yeah. <laughs> their yeah. eyes have not adjusted yet, so they're going to keep reminding you the same way that when people turn their camera phone light on in the dark, it's like, oh, that's so bright. And after a minute, your eyes adjust and right. you can deal with it a little bit better. But usually, at first, people were making sure to comment on how bright that light is. Yeah. And it's the same thing that you know some of us carry through. And when that jumps out, sometimes you don't, you, you can't have a full understanding. Sometimes I, right. I think it. It, it typically takes those moments where mm -hmm. something happens and it's like, yikes, that's the impact. Right. That's the, re okay, this isn't every day. This is not n normal. And I'm throwing the air quotes here, <laughs> what is normal. But yeah. it's just in the idea that we are walking and being exactly who we are. Right. And that comes with a lot of different areas, uh, right. right? And and a lot of areas that need improvement <laughs> and, and need further development. Some areas that are, are great, right? But all of it comes as part of the package. And we're pushing that through. And people mm -hmm. being able to see that and wanting to achieve that. So it confuses some people, yeah. right? Uh -huh. Because there's some people that instead of asking a question of how, it's just like, eh, I don't get it, so it's not for me, right? right. <laughs> right? Um, but then you have people who do and are drawn to it based on their own want mm -hmm. to develop and grow in this same path, right? And if not this path, but then this in this mindset, trying to get to this mindset and trying to use this in the way in which we've used it to our benefit. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, like like uh, like I've said before on this show, and um, something I've just said before I got here on the phone with somebody communication is best received when it's uh being pursued and not doing the pursuing mm. um you know and so keeping that in mind um uh, we just got to be more you know more make sure that we more strategic with um the people we decide to try to encourage so that things don't backfire and then we realize that some people are not ready and mm. no one's going to push them uh when they prepare to start to take a deeper look, you know, they'll they'll make that phone call or make that appearance mm -hmm. and then we'll be good. But, you know, when I think, you know, before we get to the next subject, yeah. um, I think touching on going back to what you were saying about, you know, holding on to, I don't know, old legacies and <laughs> old history and, yeah. and trying to use that as the calling card. Uh, yeah. One thing we got to understand is that, you know, life is about growth. Um, I. You know, and it's tough for someone who is constantly living life and is passing them by, but there's no growth. Mm. And all they have to hold on to is the past. Right. And they'll tell you, um, you know, who's the first person that did this 12 years ago or who did this <laughs> back then or I used to do this, I used to do that. You know, typically that's someone who has not grown with the times and grown with the leaves on the trees, Yeah, right? And so uh, my... You know, my advice is just we got to just always understand that, you know, getting older is about growing. Uh, maturity is about making new decisions based off your experiences and learning new information and becoming wiser um, and continuously building your legacy um, as the, the, you know, the hands of, of time turn and being able to adjust you know, with the world as it adjusts. I feel like we're just adjusting with the world as we're supposed to. Things are different. Things are not like how we were. Uh, I mean, they are, but for us, our world is a little bit different, and we're growing in different areas. Um, 
and there's no need to to hold on to what we were or what what we defined as success when we were you know adolescents or something like right. that that what that level of success has changed that definition is not the same anymore and the only time we need to continuously um you know to promote that definition is if that's the same one that we still honor that you know uh and if we honor that and then that means we're refusing to grow in a society that's continuously growing around us mm -hmm. and we will be left in the dark with the camera lights off <laughs> <laughs> so with that being said uh that uh made me think of people taking pictures at night where i'm a part of the picture Turn the flash on if you ever take a picture of me <laughs> right. in the dark. I get so tired of just having eyes showing up right. in these inside spot pics. <laughs> right. That's like an old cartoon when right. the, the lights was off and all you saw was the eyes. Right. Just blinking eyes. <laughs> so, y'all, that's PSA to y'all. Um, but I want to jump in right quick. Um, last night, I went to the Portland Playhouse, was invited there. Um, to check out a play. And are you familiar with the Portland Playhouse? I'm not. Yeah, so that's where I, I wasn't too hip either. There's another spot that's, um, I know it's a, there's a, like a play place. It's maybe PDX Playdate or something like that. I heard that, it that yeah, 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 and yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. it was. So when I first heard it, I was mixing it up with that. And I guess it, it used to be a church. And it's over by um, King School. It's right around the corner from King Elementary. And um, they converted it, though, into a playhouse. Mm -hmm. And so they set it up where, um, you know, the, 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 the set design changes. I was asking them questions kind of about that because the way that this set for this uh, play that I went to see, which is called Pipeline, it was set up as a school, uh, like the stairs leading up to a school. Mm -hmm. So they had the school doors or whatever, but then they kept switching up little things uh, throughout. But with that... Um, it was Portland Playhouse, and it was a collaboration with a group called the Confrontation Theater. Mm -hmm. And so this play was centered around um, a kid in high school, a young black kid, and he had a situation with a teacher. And I guess what happened is he pushed a teacher. That's what was captured on camera. Mm -hmm. And of course, not the events leading up to it. And his frustration you know, feeling like he was going to disappoint his mom, that he was going to, you know, possibly be, they were talking about getting him arrested, mm -hmm. um, pressing charges, just this whole whole thing. And he was thinking about just running. And his girlfriend um, was trying to talk him out of it. What starts happening throughout this whole uh, play, it's a 90-minute play, it, the layers start peeling back. And it's kind of getting the experience of the son the mother, the father, mm -hmm. along with one of the school the uh, school security guard who has some interaction, black guy, um, and also all black cast outside of one of the, the teachers uh, who had a role. Um, she's essentially the token white, right? Mm -hmm. um, but just kind of the struggles. And he was a part, the school that he was a part of was an affluent. They sent him out, figuring better education and so on. But his frustrations that came with being the token black and feeling like his teacher was kind of pressing a line on him um, kind of unfairly. Um, that, what was it, the, uh, um, what was the name, what did I, Native Son. That's what the book was that they were 
reading in class that he's that keeps getting brought up. But um, with that is just unpacking the the the, the stresses that carrying around daily mm-hmm. of being a young African American and being viewed in these certain ways. And what he kept kind of alluding to was like the animal <laughs> in us, and them hi- highlighting it being highlighted that how often we're not allowed as men of color, women of color to have emotions, mm-hmm. right? We always have to be level-headed. We've always got to fit in these. We can't just have a day where we just, we're frustrated, mm-hmm. right? It just, it, it, it's typically read <clears throat> in a way which is threatening right. and how frustrating that is. Mm-hmm. We don't get the benefit of the doubt in a lot of situations. Right, of course. And so it's just this whole story unpacking uh, the frustrations of the mother who's trying her best and he's getting in trouble. He's very smart. That's the thing. He's very intelligent, right? And with that, he's smart enough to question things and mm-hmm. question it the right way. Mm-hmm. But that's also seen as rebellion. <laughs> so the frustration that comes with that. And so it's just it, it, it goes further and further. And I mean, for me watching this, I had front row, this nice little intimate setup. Um, going back to having menopause, I don't know what I'm going through after this 35. The amount of times I get tears in my eyes for stuff that I feel like shouldn't be hitting me like that. Mm-hmm. There was probably three times I was telling Morg last night that there was three times during this show, bro. I felt him coming and yeah. I had to look up at the light. Like I had to look at the light and not look at the characters because that's how moving that scene was like they're crying mm-hmm. the way that the mom is like expressing her frustrations, uh, her love, the son expressing his frustrations. It just hitting and it, it was hitting in these. And again, the way that you can tell it was written by a black woman put together. So it's, it's us. It's the conversation in the way we would hear it. Mm. And it was just powerful. Like they left everything on that stage and well worth it. I would go and pay to see that thing three more times, like easily. Um, what I do want to do, uh, is for any listeners out there that are not familiar, they've got that show running until I want to say the middle of March. So to just check it out, um, definitely worth it. Definitely worth it. And they do plays, though, often. So they there's plays that are coming. There's another one. I didn't catch the name of it uh, when I was heading out, but I'm definitely going to check the next play that comes up, and I think I might just start turning that into one of my yeah. one of the things I do regularly. Yeah, you said that's, that's, that play is going to be here till March? Yeah. That specific one? Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. And where yes. can people find it again? So that's the PDX Playhouse. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go see that. That sounds powerful. I need that. Look, <laughs> I'm telling you. So it, it just it, I'm it, wearing my sunglasses though. And <laughs> look, and the crazy thing is, I have my joints. I have my joints in my pocket, and I almost put them on. But I was like, I'm in the front row. I was right. like, right. And was actually another quick little dope thing is that there's moments where um, the cast is addressing the audience. But they're calling them by names that are, you know, clearly not theirs, but they're talking to. So there's moments, there was a couple moments where somebody said something to me and I'm like, huh? Like, I didn't, <laughs> didn't oh, even know how to that. respond because I was so into the moment. Then it was like, yeah, what do you think? Huh? Right. <laughs> was, but, uh, yeah, but y- please check That's it out. I did have a conversation, though. You know me. So I stayed after Wiggle for a little moment and um, had a conversation with... Um, Elena, who's the lady that actually invited me originally and got me the pass to come uh, check it out and talked with um, one of the people from the Portland Playhouse and also one of the people from the Confrontation Theater about 
trying to come have conversation on this platform yeah. to help inform the public and the community about what's going on there and what they have coming up. So Almost here definitely. here shortly we will be having a couple of guests to give the the the, the detailed yeah. informations. Yeah, we got some uh man, we, we got some pretty powerful interviews coming up. Yeah. Um, we got them all lined up for you guys, but we're going to make sure that you get enough of us first. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So yeah, I just definitely wanted to kind of kind of put that out there cuz I I feel like in all these years I've not heard about this and if I would have heard about this sooner, I definitely would have jumped into it a bit sooner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's powerful. Um you know, those plays is that's something I've always, you know, I've had a small dream of being a playwright, you know, after just creating all these philosophies and ideals and just writing over time, you know, I always thought about turning one of mine into a play so people mm. can see, you know, it acted out, mm. you know, um, with, mul I think, multiple endings, different endings, though. Okay. You know what I mean? Like something something yeah. really educational. Okay. So I love the idea of a play. So that's why I definitely got to check that out. Yeah. So, yeah, PDX Playhouse. Do it. I'm on it. Do it. Um, what's going on with uh the media, man? Uh, I remember you having a conversation with me about yeah. <laughs> about mis misinformation you know, being strategically and swiftly delivered inaccurately. You know, um, in this world, for any of us, um, any of us on any social media platforms. We've all seen it, right? It's, <laughs> I almost spit my water out, man. You should see the look on his face. <laughs> We've all seen it where, you know, it's something as simple as an uh, article being shared of, let's say, uh, a celebrity's passing, which, cool, right? Not cool when that shared and their passing was two years ago <laughs> and you're sharing it with sad day. Right. Stop. Because you just saw a headline and you just grabbed it and shared it. Then it goes a step further to where people were grabbing headlines, yeah. forming a full opinion yeah. over two lines worth of text. And then sharing that article right. without reading said article. Then having a whole PSA written beneath that article. Right. Or above, depending on what platform. <sighs> What this does for, especially for people who have a voice, um, people who people follow, mm -hmm. you know, and, 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 and there's people who get their news from their associates, right? right? right. And if your associates are credible, then yeah, then you can take that and maybe do your own, or you should always still do your own, just right. a quick check. You know right, what I mean? To, to to just balance it out and maybe even learn, a you know, an extra piece added on to whatever it is they kind of put out there for you. Right. But with that, the information that gets thrown out sometimes and again, these hard line stances or uh, appear to be hard <laughs> line stances on different topics and subjects without actually looking into it mm -hmm. and how dangerous that actually is. For mm. everybody, especially for the people who are taking your word or, you know, they may look up to you on whatever mm -hmm. and they see this and figure like this person wouldn't just throw something out there. Right. And run with that. Right. And now you've got a whole bunch of people that are echoing this wrong information. Right. And it's like, do you understand that a lot a lot of times the title of articles are meant to draw you to to raise some type of right. emotion, emotion yeah. 
And that's not actually what they're meaning once you actually read through. Right. And there's just, it's getting just way, sometimes, just look at the link. That's the thing that always gets me is I'll look at a link and it, instead of it being from a reputable source, and I don't even put TMZ as, you know, I, I know a lot of people don't like it, but so far they typically drop something and it's right in the realm of what's actually happening. But again, I'm not saying that's the reputable source, but when you got hotnewsdaily.co and that's what you're reposting, like that yeah. might tell you that that's probably yeah. not what you think it is or where you think this is somebody you know, writing their opinion piece, essentially, and this is being shared as fact. Right. And that just, that's dangerous. We see this, we saw this just with, you know, the the, the passing of Kobe, the just people throwing stuff out. And then even in the aftermath of that, where how many times I've seen articles being shared of his wife committing suicide. And it's like, what are you, what are you guys doing? Right. Do you think that this little weird news outlet <laughs> blog page is the first one with this news? And they're breaking this, but then people have a whole story to go with it. Now let's take that and go into, you know, some of these other arenas where it's, it's like people flip flopping on their stances also. <laughs> and mm -hmm. it's like, is it this or is it that? And I know, uh, uh, my, my podcast co-host, uh, Morgan Jones, you know, one of the things she pointed out, uh, here over the past year, there was the news of T.I., uh, rapper T.I. and his daughter, about him going to her uh, checkups to see if her hymen is broken, which, you know, uh, my opinion doesn't matter. But <laughs> with that, knowing how people start talking, right, right? right? And the conversations, you know, were all over the place. But a lot of people were pushing this, like, you know, if it's how they choose to parent inside of their home, then, which, you know, to a certain extent, I okay, right? Mm -hmm. But if that's your stance that, you should allow parents to parent inside of their home and do what seems best for their family. That if that's your stance, mm -hmm. doesn't that shouldn't that hold up right. in the next case that pops up where it's somebody doing something that you don't agree with, then it should still be though. That's their choice. You may not right. agree with it, but you well, my stance is this. This is what I'm still programming with, even though I may not do that. I still it's his right or her right, you know, whatever it is. And so you come up to the whole D Wade thing and everybody's got, you know, their opinions on it. But it's just interesting how some of the same people who were telling T.I. Or, 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 you know, t telling the world essentially that we should just let T.I. parent how he feels or not telling having that that same energy about D Wade and the way he's parenting his daughter. Right. That's that's an interesting dynamic yeah you know. and so it's just it's it's the way that this stuff goes and then even you know in that situation specifically where you've got you know artists and stuff coming out making their statements and then again the medias the socials uh echoing some of these sentiments without doing any research because they <laughs> just heard somebody say that this is what's happening this is how this works no like go look into it you know this whole it just it gets frustrating because sometimes it's people that you look at and you're like, you should you yeah. should know better than right. than this. And you're just you're just talking based on a headline. You're talking based on somebody's status that you read and then created yourself a narrative to go with that and put it out to the world. Right. For energy. Because 
you want to be popping so bad. And that's, you know, I have to take that into account that people do. It is <laughs> what's what's to be talked about. I think the one that bothered me the most <laughs> is when they say, when they, when people keep sharing articles that Michael Jordan is invested in private prisons. Like, I, I'm so tired of seeing that and people not understanding that, you know, it is a different Michael Jordan who doesn't play basketball, who isn't black, who doesn't. Look. <laughs> who didn't play college in North Carolina. <laughs> that. Who was not uh, Jordan Brand's uh, owner. But, but but the point is, is like, we just got to do more research. I mean, I know how exciting it is to be the first person to tell everybody some news that's going to travel. That's exciting because you get to keep that energy. It comes through you, so you get all the comments, all the attention. Um, and, and that's how a lot of people build energy because they don't really have it internally yet you know uh and, and i say the same thing just like money all energy is in good energy and and a lot of times i don't think uh people understand that um i understand that i have a platform and that i have people follow me so i'm very careful with um anything that has to do with with the media uh, any type i don't post celebrity stories i don't post opinions on celebrities i don't do any of those things yes it's not it's not it's not my it's not my right you know to post my opinion on what a celebrity is doing with his life and first of all why am i following a celebrity so close when i need to be figuring out where i'm going and what my role is going to be in this world you know what i mean right. that's how i see things you know um like you said those headlines you know they you know, they got ulterior motive, man. They are designed to rile you up. I mean, I don't know how people really don't understand that media, you know, um, reports are designed to rile you up, especially when they're about celebrities and about things that you have no control over. You know, the best thing they can do is take control of your mind and have you spending all your energy on fighting celebrity battles. Meanwhile, our lives is falling apart in our community. Uh, I'm not I'm not a fan, you know, I'm not a fan of media. I'm not a fan. I don't listen. I don't share nothing uh, that has to do with them. You know, I share things that has to do with me, uh, my people, my community, things that I can directly affect and have impact on. Yeah. Uh, to me, that's just more important. I mean, my time is valuable and, and I want to make sure I use it for the good of what's around me and not to post my opinion about a celebrity or about, you know, uh, a toxic TV show. Mm -hmm. uh, it's just something that. It's just something I don't want. I don't want coming through me. Yeah. You know, everything that come through me, I want it to be genuine. Uh, I want it to be, you know, uh, factual. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and I want it to be, you know, out of you know, I want love involved in it somewhere in some level of reality, I guess. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I, but I do get affected. Like I was affected by Nipsey. He was a celebrity. Mm -hmm. um, I, I feel like I identify with his causes and what he stood for, and I felt like that was something that was worthwhile, um, you know, to spend a little energy on supporting him or just supporting that idea of what he stood for. Cause it, and it wasn't controversy, though. You know what that, I mean? That wasn't the part, yeah. you know what I mean? And that's, it. which, that makes sense if it's, yeah. if it's a push like that. Yeah. But it's a lot of times, most of the time, it's something controversial. And it just, it, it, I think for me, too, is when things happen and, like you said, people want to be the first to report it. And it's That's like, it. you guys don't even, you, you don't even watch the news, but you are the news. And and, yeah. it, and it's like, what 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 are you getting out of that? To, yeah. And especially to share tragedy. Yeah. Like, that's the thing. You want to be the first person that you heard gunshots. Like, you, you thought to go to your phone? Did you, like, before that, did you go see if anybody was good? Right. Like, what, yeah. those parts. It's just, it, that's the thing that frustrates me. Um, 
when when I see stuff like that. Yeah. There's there's or, or if this is you know what you enjoy and this gives you, make a career out of it. Then yeah, <laughs> like there's right. the, people get paid to do this, right? And it's like if you're doing that, then okay. But it's it's just it's something about people being so quick to share the tragedy, so quick to share whatever's negative coming out, yeah. but never that quick to share something that's actually beneficial unless right. they see somebody else do it. It's, it's never somebody reporting yeah. th that first thing of, of, of anything positive. I just don't see it right. nowhere near as much. Right, right. They don't, they don't report um, the life as much as they do the death. That. Um, and it's, it's frustrating, you know, um, coming from uh, a, a position of understanding energy, understanding my platform and, and my voice uh, and seeing that um, we live in a society, again, where I always say we're outnumbered uh, when it comes to um, just the spread of awareness mm -hmm. um, and, and, and positivity uh, and, and genuine energy. Mm -hmm. uh, we just outnumbered. And it's, and it's not, you know, it's not as easy for me to handle as, as I wish it was. You know, um, I think that's where I probably fall short because I want I just want it to be better. But, um, you know, but seeing people use their platform like that, you know, to create fear. Um, I studied uh, I was reading something uh, a couple years ago and it it just talked about the idea of fear mongering. Yeah. Um, making sure you push fear through the media outlets to keep people sort of in the outrage and, you know, upset and, uh, you know, keep them off balance so that other things can take place under they, under their noses. You know, <clears throat> something I thought about the other day, um, fear and love. And, you know, there's there's the question, like, would you rather be feared or love? And I've heard people answer this, you know, many times. Um, and that's a thought that fear is a powerful thing, <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. People do a lot, but people also do a lot out of love. Right, right. And one of the bigger pieces um, to this idea is that if I was posed this question, I'm going to choose love for this reason is that the fear ends when you die. Mm -hmm. The love does not. Right. Right. The love will continue. If you're, if it's right. based Powerful. in love and that's why people rock, that's going to, even after you expire, right. that love is still going to go. People right. are done being scared of you. The moment you take that last breath. Right. So that's, that's easily replaceable. Right. Love is not. Right, right. <laughs> and so it's just that concept kind of running through you know my head when i think about but what does fear do it gets you to act irrational but i guess love does it does that can do that yeah. too but the idea that if you have people scared it's kind of throwing them throwing them off right and keeping them you can control easy mm -hmm. because you can set them up to walk into whichever direction essentially that seems uh safe <laughs> they'll walk in that direction but it's just the, the people who are getting the dopamine hits <laughs> in their mind and their brain based on being the one to share this right being the one to have this controversial opinion mm -hmm. you know and, it, and it's no knock i just i I just I the people who follow it can just be dangerous. And it's just my, my bigger thing is just take a second to look into it for yourself, yeah, right. because people will spend 20 minutes reading through a whole back and forth on a thread. Mm -hmm. 
but won't spend 20 minutes reading through an article right, to yeah. get the actual information right. from a reputable source. <laughs> right, right. But they won't spend that 20 minutes, but they will spend 20, 30 minutes scrolling down, seeing everybody's comments and arguments in the comments. That's They'll do that in a moment. You could have put that same time and energy towards being actually informed and then having an actual solid stance or, or being able to form a, a, a being able to form your stance based off of the correct information or at least as much information that is out there about whatever the said topic is. Right. Right. It's just it it, it it's it hurts my head. <laughs> and that, that's also a big part of, a, you know, calculated conversation as well. When people ask me what it is and what it's about, um, you know, it's really it's about being more intentional, mm-hmm. um, being intentional with your words and your actions. Uh, you know, even even the things you do on social media. Um, a lot of times, people really don't see the effect. Uh, I, 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 we really, really do fail to see like really, really how deep um, that that electricity from social media travels. People think it's really, really short. It's just social media. It's not just social media. It's a real life platform that affect millions of people on a daily basis, uh, sometimes just by the stuff that they read. Mm-hmm. Um, and what we must understand is a lot of people do not have um, enough. And I understand this, which is why I'm a little careful with what I put out there. Um, a lot of people don't have enough mental independence to be able to process information that they hear or read. And they immediately um, start to reflect their own life mm. after reading something on social media, mm. man. You know, and people, oh, and, yeah, you know, <laughs> and so and so I, I understand that. Yeah, I know that I know there's certain things that I can say in general that's going to really, really ruffle some feathers because people going to quickly identify and quickly pull out the mirror. You know, and, and, you know, some some people say, you know, you're doing too much caring what people think. You know, I say that, you know, that's my level of accountability to where I'm at, you know, Um, understanding that I have to strategically try to affect and make people feel the way I want them to feel and uh, get them to hear exactly what I want them to hear with no apologies. You know, this is what calculations are all about. This is calculated conversation you know in a nutshell being more intentional knowing that there's going to be i know there's going to be effects i don't always agree that i should have that kind of power right but the fact is you understand the fragility of people's minds Mm -hmm. right and you know that uh essentially it's going to touch people you know in a certain way Mm -hmm. whether you intend that or not and so Again, a big part of calculated conversation is also being accountable for things and uh, results that you didn't intend on happening. But due to negligence, uh, you know, you still play the role in it. Yeah. And it's also uh, it's also OK to not know something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's, it's 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 OK to not know and not have an answer, not have a response because you don't have the information. And I think there are some people that just get caught and feel like they need to fill the air with words right, and right. just throw them out there. Um, again, dangerous. It's okay to be like, I don't know. It's, it's times people have asked me and probably gotten a little bit pissed off at me not responding and saying, I don't know enough to actually have an opinion, so I don't want to just say something right. based on this quick thought. 
and it's definitely frustrated <laughs> people in person uh, saying that. But I'd rather that than just to be talking because I can talk. I can I can right. do that. Right. <laughs> right? right. Right. I can throw a bunch of words out there, but I don't want it coming back on me. <laughs> and now I've got to answer to these words that I threw out there. Yeah. Me and you are. Um, I think we are similar in that way. Um, I got no problem saying uh, I'm not sure. I need more information. Yeah. Uh, I remember uh, I remember working for, you know, because before I became an entrepreneur, I remember, you know, working in customer service, working for T-Mobile and stuff. The only jobs I could feel like I could get at the time, yeah. you know what I mean? Um, but, uh, you know, they had a policy that, you know, like <laughs> when a customer really wanted something or wanted some help or information, like, you know, that, you know, you tell them that, hey, I, I, I'm going to look into it. Yeah. You know, I'll, I'll see what I can do. Yeah. Um, you know, if they get too, you know, aggressive on the phone and they need to know right now, and it's like, well, if you need to know right now, the answer is no. That's that's, uh, that's what I can tell hey, you. Uh, hey. Otherwise, uh, <laughs> you know, let me do my research. <laughs> and I was like, man, so I still kind of hold on to that. Like, I'm a you know, fan of that. I've, I've used that in my personal life. You know, even with the opposite set, you ain't right now. The answer is no. Hey. You need it right now. <laughs> but uh, you know, ultimately, um, ultimately, man, is you know calculated conversation uh, we just want to be you know more intentional um a lot of times i get told you think you know everything you think you know everything Man. and i can imagine how it looks because i don't talk about things i don't know <laughs> you know what i'm saying and if i don't know then i ask questions i probe you know and we just encourage people to probe um not being perfect but like i always say just being able to understand when you imperfect so you said a word ended on that note yes thank you guys again for tuning in listening to david and i calculate our conversations we're here every week same time same place on your fm and am dial and we're gonna slow it down for the lovers in the house no i'm just kidding that's, what, it, that's what it sounds like <laughs> <laughs> yep follow us on calculated everything all the socials let's stay in touch let's keep the conversation going as a matter of fact let's initiate more of it yes please appreciate you guys much love until next week calculated conversation we are out calculated everything hey i know usually when we say calculated everything that is go time. But I wanted to make sure I chime back in right quick and just to update you all on um, a few events that are coming up. Um, I want to make sure to keep kind of mentioning some of these things that are happening in the community that it will be great for you all to show up to. As some of you know, I'm part of Woke PDX, which is an organization, community organization, kind of focused on developing cultural humility and competency through compassion, curiosity, and dialogue. And we put on events quarterly and get everybody in a room, have a topic. Uh, we discuss constructs that we want to kind of unravel and have open and honest conversations about. And with that being said, coming up here on March 28th, We've got our first event of 2020, which is called Heritage. And Heritage is going to be about the untold truths and myths about hair culture. Uh, we'll be doing our format a little different. Usually we've got the breakout uh, groups that happen, but we're actually going to have some panelists this time. And so we'll be diving into um, the lives of individuals to discuss spatial awareness, common misconceptions, hair appropriation, navigating corporate America and cel uh, celebratory hair practice hair practices <laughs> that are common in the black community. Um, 
I want you guys to make sure to show up if you can. We've got something special kind of set up. Uh, we've also partnered with the Congo Peace Project. If you're not familiar, please go check it out. It's a young guy doing some great things. Asakulu Songolo. And sorry if I'm saying your name wrong. With that, definitely do a quick Google search. See what this young guy is bringing to the world. He's definitely making a mark. Um, also, we'll be having some live hair paintings going on. So that's going to be a great thing. And before Heritage, actually, that event, we've also got a woke mixer that is coming up tomorrow. So it's actually set for the uh, 26th. And we're going to be holding that at Two Wrongs. And that's going to be from 6 to 8 p.m. And it's basically just wanting to kind of get together um, with some of the people that have been coming to our events and wanting to kind of mix and mingle and just giving us some time to be able to go back and forth to other like-minded individuals and professionals in the building, exchanging information. So if you've got a business card, you can show up. And again, that's going to be at Two Wrongs, which is 617 Northwest 13th Avenue, Portland, Oregon. And that's Wednesday, February 26, 6 to 8 p.m. It's a free entry, but there is, if possible, to RSVP. If you go to wokepdx.org, uh, you should be able to find some of the information for how to RSVP. Uh, you can also find us on Instagram at wokepdx. Also, I just realized I talked all about Heritage and did not give a location, and so that's going to be at Cerulean Wine. 1439 Northwest Marshall Street, Portland, Oregon, 97209. And again, you can go to WokePDX.org to get more information and also to find out what you need to know, which I guess is the same thing as get more information. <laughs> Anyways, with that being said, you guys check this stuff out. Keep listening. Tell a friend to tell a friend. And again, calculated everything. <laughs>